was that? Oh, it's just Michael Winslow from Police Academy. It seems today that all you see is violence. Hey, hey! A bag of weed, a bag of weed, oh, everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only nothing you'll ever need because... They try to defeat me, they can all just freaking eat me. We'll make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss is the plain situation. Be sure that you see that this is not a chive. Hello and welcome to Frickin' Sweet, a Family Guy podcast, a week-by-week, episode-by-episode look back at Family Guy 20 years later. I am your host, who just had some eggs and toast, Ian, and this week we have got a fantastic episode for you. It is Family Guy's first foray into the three-part episode. It is Family Guy Viewer Mail, Volume 1. It is our third season's 21st episode, and it is our 49th episode overall. It is technically the season finale for season three, but we do have one bonus episode from the DVD that was never aired that will serve as our season finale, but this technically served as the season finale for season three, so get excited, people. Uh, It first aired on... February 14th, 2002, Valentine's Day coming up. By the way, guys, I know that most of our audience skews uh, men a little under uh, two-thirds. Valentine's Day is coming up. And to those uh, ladies and non-binary listening, Valentine's Day is coming up for you too. So, you know, guys like chocolate and candies and stuff like that too. Um, But this is a really funny episode. And like I said, it's the first time that Family Guy is going into that three-part uh, fantasy episode, kind of like with the the Simpsons in their Treehouse of Horror episodes. But this isn't uh, Halloween-based. This is just, you know, the ideas that I guess uh, fans sent in and they decided to run with. Um, it's... <laughs> It's, it's really good. It takes the best part of, I feel like, the Simpsons thing without being completely derivative. Um, but the, And they do this a lot. They But they do it with Stephen King. And uh, they do a recent sequel to this, actually, in one of the newer seasons. They do uh, Family Guy Viewer, Veil, Viewer Mail Volume 2. And they're both really good. And I feel like they're not as derivative as, as they probably could be from The Simpsons. And it's not like The Simpsons invented that. So, uh, But it's really fun. This is a really, really good episode. The first part uh, is called No Bones About It, where Peter gets three wishes. And one of his wishes is to have no bones. Uh, and that episode was written by... Gene Lorenberg, and it was directed by Pete Michaels, and it is really, really funny. It's probably the one that most people remember when they think about this, though I like to think of the middle section, uh, which was Super Griffins, where the Griffins get covered in radioactive waste and gain superpowers and take over the town. That is specifically written by Seth MacFarlane, and it's really, really funny and really well put together. And of course, it has Adam West because Adam West is the shit. And that was directed by Scott Wood, who's a really, really good director. Um, you, you, it's some of the other episodes that he directed are some of my favorites. I say that a lot. I just happen to like this show, so. Of course, I like all the directors. 
Uh, and then the third part, Lil Griffins, uh, which is just a, a, a Family Guy themed Little Rascals episode, was written by Michael Shipley and Jim Bearstein and directed by Michael Dante DiMartino, who is another one of my favorite directors of this show and one is one of my favorite names of all time. Uh, I can't wait to get to this episode. And like I've said in the past, I'm not going to because I don't have to because I'm an adult and I can have as many caprices as I want and I can just go right into my show if I damn well please. Uh, but please stick around. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be listening to Family Guy Viewer Mail Volume 1. Hey everybody, we have just one more episode until the end of our season and we have 24 days from today till the our first freaking sweet anniversary and i'm just so so very excited on that day we're going to be putting out our very first character profile a deep dive on one of our favorite characters the family guy himself peter griffin and i'm putting in so much work for that it's going to be so much fun and we're also going to be taking a look back uh over our break between uh, seasons three and four, we're going to be taking a deep dive into the cancellation of Family Guy. It was the longest time it was ever canceled. You know, what happened in the meantime was Family Guy dead and, you know, what brought it back. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're also angling uh, to do a best of season three bracket-tacular with the guys over at the Funny Cast. That'll be a lot of fun, just breaking down the best episodes of the season those guys are really uh, hilarious and really funny and just good guys. I can't wait to do that. Um, but the most important thing that I want to say is thank you to all of you guys. We are less than a month away from our freaking sweet first anniversary. And you guys have been nothing but fantastic. Um, it, it it really makes me feel good knowing that you guys are out there listening. And because uh, like, I've, I've said it a bunch of times. I started this show just because I wanted to do a podcast. I wasn't even sure people were going to listen. And uh, you guys do, and I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I've just got tons, tons of fun stuff planned for the off-season between Season 3 and 4. Well, it's not going to be long, but we do have a lot of fun stuff planned. We're going to do some special episodes. We're going to do deep dives. We're going to be doing all sorts of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun, so please... Uh, just bear with us if you really like to to just go with the episodes. I understand that there are some people who don't like to to listen to the special episodes. That's fine, but I have got a lot of good stuff planned. So please stick around. It's going to be like I said, a lot of fun. You won't regret it. And and like I said, twenty four more days from today that this episode came out uh, on Sunday uh, is our first anniversary, and uh, I'm more than excited for that. So. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll get we'll get you back to the episode. Bye. Thanks, me, and we're back. And this episode starts with Brian and Stewie sitting in director's chairs. They're introducing the episode, and uh, the whole time Brian's talking, he's like I said, he's explaining the episode. Hey, these are ideas we got, and we decided to turn them into little episodes. No. So, but the whole time Stewie's making literal jokes and hitting the, uh, this laugh track machine and it's laughing and, and Brian's like, where did you get that? And he's like, oh, I got it from the set of Darman and Greg. And he's like, well, be careful. Cause it's probably almost dead. And they're like, whoa, and it's funny and stuff. But the fucked up thing is I like Darman and Greg. Darman and Greg is really fucking funny. And Thomas Gibson 
Greg of Dharma and Greg fame is also in Criminal Minds and is in the fucking shit. Thomas Gibson it can make me laugh and cuts down motherfuckers without prejudice. And he's in like this three-part sci-fi movie that ends up being, it's like three parts, two hours each, and it turns out to be like six hours long. And it's Thomas Gibson, and it's like he lives in Chicago, and there's like three giant storms converging on him all at once. It's terrible, but it's absolutely awesome. And uh, Thomas Gibson's just the fucking shit. And uh, then after that, uh, we go right into our first part. It is No Bones About. And it's really, really funny. Uh, it starts with the family sitting around and they're watching the newlywed game, which is really funny. And um, I remember sitting around uh, just like watching game shows when I was a kid. And uh, but this this is just really it's a cutaway joke, but it's really fucking funny, in my opinion. And now back to the newlywed game. Oh, Carol, how did Nick answer the following? The last thing I would ever give my wife is blank. A little spending money. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Nick actually said the antidote. Nick, what are you talking about? Oh, Meg, you were right. Uh, after that, uh, Peter opens a beer and a genie comes out. and He's like, oh, shit, a fucking genie. Cool. And the genie's like, you get three wishes. And Peter's like, okay. Well, what happens is um, the kids start going. Meg's like, I want a new hat. Chris is like, I want a new hat. And Stewie's like, I want them to have new hats. And that's really funny. And Lois is like, no, these wishes are your father's. And so Peter's like, all right. Well, I want my first wish to be uh, to see what Kelly Ripa is like behind the scenes uh, from Regis and uh, Kelly. Uh, when Regis was on that show, and I've heard Kelly Rip is really hard to work with. I think that's why only her husband can actually do it, or Ryan Seacrest, or whatever. And uh, but it turns out that Kelly Ripa goes into her dressing room, and she turns out to be an alien. She rips off a mask and rips a dude's heart out and eats it. And um, she gets called out to do some reshoots, and she's like, "Okay, Regis, let me just put on my face," which is funny because she has to put her human mask on. But what's really funny is the family doesn't notice any of that. They're just like, "Wow." Look at the size of that dressing room. Yeah, they must really want to keep her, which is really funny. And then for his second wish, Peter decides that he wants to have a theme song. And uh, the genie's like, you got it, buddy. And uh, he's like, I don't hear anything. And he's like, get up, try it out. And it only works when Peter is moving. Uh, that Peter just has this running theme music. Actually, he's later sitting, so I guess it just needed to be jump-started. Um, but he starts getting up and as he's getting up and, and starting moving, it just, it builds and builds and builds and it turns into this really funny song. And then we get a montage and I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm playing it over this. Um, but it's really funny. And then it's interspersed with, uh, just him being, uh, sad because he found a homeless person, but then he, to make himself feel better, he goes shopping and, he, and the music starts again, and then later we get a horny version of it when him and Lois are about to get uh, busy. And then he goes on a bus, and then we get the bus music, and it's like, da na 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 And uh, some guy's really super pissed off about it. He's just really annoyed because apparently everyone else around him can hear it as well. 
Hey, buddy, want to turn that stuff down? Oh, come on, pal. That's classic traveling music, huh? Try to enjoy it. Riding on the bus, riding on the bus, sitting next to bombs, dancing open seat. Hope that isn't pee. Yeah, well, I'm sick of hearing it. Look, I'm sorry, buddy. I can't turn it off. Well, then, I'm going to break every bone in your body. I wish I had no bones. Done. That ought to show you. <laughs> and yeah, he wishes that he has no bones and everyone freaks out. And he's like, ah, I have to fight. But I don't know which way to lean. And uh, later on, we get a cut to him going to the house. The family's finding out. And um, they start just like, they're, they're like, ah, this is cool. They think it's cool. You know, uh, uh, Chris like uses his, his, his fat like silly putty on a comic. And he like pulled it off. You used to be able to do that with silly putty. And then... Um, Stewie thinks it's cool. He just starts, look, I'm making a snow angel. And then he's like, quiet, I want to write my name in you. And uh, Peter's like, this isn't going to affect our lives at all. Cut to the it completely affecting their family in every single way. Um, Peter is getting caught in um, uh, escalators. Uh, just all he's getting, he's going on the teacups. He gets flung off and he ends up in some Disney World uh locker room with michael eisner and i think he ends up with michael eisner's dick in his mouth which is funny but weird um but we then we hear the family uh peter's in the bath and lois is holding the family at bay because they have to use the bathroom um but they start talking about how you know peter this is just peter's life and and they'll they'll be like one of those families on dateline that you hear about you know they're 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 fine but they're dead inside and you can tell and that's gonna be their lives and they're just really sad they're you know obviously regretting that peter did this and peter overhears this and uh, he's like how could i do this to them oh my god and he's like i'm gonna end it all and he rips the drain out of the tub and he goes down the drain and he ends up in hollywood yeah peter ends up he's like ah so this is where all the garbage ends up and he ends up in hollywood and uh, from there, Peter is a stunt bag. We get a hard cut to uh, some guy jumping off a off a building for a movie production, and Peter is the stunt bag that the guy lands on. Um, he seems to be doing okay without his family, just trying to, you know, uh, just, just trying to move on. He's trying to do some stand up, but he really misses his family. He's got a picture of them. And he goes to the party. The director's he the director's really nice. So, uh, he's like, you know, I'll send a limo to come pick, or a flatbed to come pick you up, is the joke. And then at the party, he's getting hit on by Catherine Zeta Jones, and uh, he's like, you know, uh, why would you want to hit on me? And he's like, well, as you can tell by my husband, I'm into um, flappy, oddly shaped men. And we get a cut to Michael Douglas just talking to someone. He's like, I'm married to Catherine Zeta Jones. Will you sleep with me? Which is funny and fucked up. Which is family guys bill you. Peter then meets a doctor who says that he can do a surgery that'll help Peter um you know get bones back into his body. He's like I've I'm doing a I've been I've been doing this surgery for um for jellyfish, putting bones into jellyfish. I think I can help you. And uh Peter's he goes through with it 
hoping that he'll be able to see his family again. And he ends up looking like a freak, but he has bones. And the doctor's like, well, who do you think those bones came from? Peter, where do you think all those bones came from? Surprise! My God, you mean it's your bones that are inside me? Well, mostly. We picked up a drifter to fill in the torso. Well, like I always say, a family of freaks is better than no family at all. Let's go home. You know what's really weird? This was covered by my HMO. That's right. The family gave him the bones, and then they walked off as a family of freaks. It was covered by his HMO, which is really good. You know, it's some weird insurance, but it's out, I guess. Um, but that episode's really, really funny. And um, it was just a lot of fun. There's a, um, this is like I said, the part that people I feel like remember the most. This is actually my like my least. Eh, it's, it's it's a toss up between this and the second one. The third one's my favorite. I can't help it. Uh, it's it's too good, and I love superheroes. Um, but this one was really really funny. Uh, it's funnier than I remembered it being, and uh, so. Um, I'm, I'm like, I, said, I was really surprised by how, how much I, how much I, uh, like this. Cause I remember this being my least favorite part, but it was actually really funny. Um, and then our next part is da 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 super griffins. Uh, with this, uh, it starts with two dudes, uh, in a semi truck pulling toxic waste. And one guy's like, Hey, do you dare me to do a wheelie? And he's like, well, that'd be incredibly dangerous, Paul, but yeah, I dare you. And so he does. And, uh, the um, toxic waste goes flying, and um, while that's happening, we see Peter and Brian with no children around watching uh, Sesame Street. Six, six bats. Seven, seven bats. Uh, 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 uh. Hey, is the count a vampire? What's that? Why well, he's he's got those big fangs. Have, have, have they ever shown him doing somebody in and then feeding on him? You're. You're asking if they've ever done a Sesame Street in which the Count kills somebody and then sucks their blood for sustenance. Yeah. No, they've never done that. And that's a fair point. Um, the Count is a vampire. Does he What is his sustenance? Does he, do, every time he counts, is that like him sucking blood? These are the questions. Uh, but the Griffins go outside and they're like, oh my God, what's going on? They And then... Uh, the toxic waste just explodes out of the fucking thing and they all get covered in it. And um, Stewie's brain immediately doubles in size and he's like, oh my God. And then he picks up a tree with his mind and tries to hurl it at Chris. But thank God that Chris can make fire and burns the tree in a fucking instant. And um, Peter's like, hey, Chris, come over here. And he lights a fart for, uh, for Chris to light on fire. And uh, everyone laughs. And then we cut inside and Lois is talking to the family. She's like, wow, we've all all gained superpowers, you know, from uh, Stewie's telekinesis to Chris's um, to Chris's fire conjuring. Um, Peter's ability to, to change shape and Peter's a troll doll over the corner. And that's funny. Uh, to Brian's super speed and Brian runs over to the to England and gets one of those funky uh you know big hats that their guards wear and then um those is like my super strength and picks up the refrigerator which apparently wasn't plugged in or anything thank god i would i guess but how does their food stay cold and then uh our meg's you know super ability to 
grow her fingernails out and then she grows it out and i think this was the deliberate dig this was after the first and i think maybe the second x-men movies had come out and Sabretooth was a big deal and i think they were taking a dig at that because that's another fox property and if so that's really really funny but lois is like we need to use these powers for good not for evil and the whole family agrees and then they are immediately including her uh like nah fuck that we're gonna do what we fucking want uh to that end peter uh decide or is asked by meg to go steal some of uh justin timberlake's hair and he's like yeah all right i'll get it for you and then he goes in and sneaks into the uh in sync's uh dressing room and it's just so fucking funny hey do you want to split a toblerone oh gosh yeah i think i do woo woo next stop my thighs all right meg wait here i'll be right back Hi there, Britney Spears. You mind if I go in? Oh, uh, not at all, Miss Spears. Oh, call me Peter. Hey there, fellas. Britney, what are you doing here? Ah, uh, you know, I was just in the neighborhood, and, uh, I'm gonna steal one of your beers. And, uh, I figured I'd stop by and say hi. You mind if I have a seat? Ah, uh, I am out of shape. Say, uh, Justin, I got a favor to ask you. What is it? I got a hole in my car's muffler, and I need something to plug it with. Can I have some of your hair? Um... I guess so. Oh, great. Thanks. All right, hold still now. Ah! Ah, you'll be fine. Hey, come here. Give me a kiss. Ah! <laughs> I'm Gene Shallot now. Bye! And he does manage to get the hair. Luckily, it's not the ramen hair. That shit would have been priceless. I mean, Meg could have sold that for, like, the same price as platinum. But Brian uses his power to get super fucking drunk. Uh, he keeps coming in and just whenever the bartender pours a drink, he just runs up and grabs it and drinks it. And then Chris is a fucking murderer. Chris uses his powers to set some... He's like, hey, uh, do you remember when you made fun... When you called me Chris Gristle in kindergarten? And the kid is like, yeah. And he's like, well, burn for it. And he sets this kid on fucking fire. Which is fucking crazy, dude. Chris is a fucking murderer he's like that kid from fucking brightburn which is cool you guys should watch that it's a movie where like um it's like if superman had been found and then he was a fucking psychopath it's really it's actually pretty good um i remember seeing the commercials for it on youtube and shit and thought it was stupid but it was actually pretty all right my wife made me watch it um there's a town meeting and they're like, we need to, to, to stop these griffins. And then the griffins invade the town meeting and are like, look, we're taking over the fucking town. You can't fucking stop us. And um, one guy's like, well, well, well what are you going to kill us all? And Meg is like, she's standing there with her nails out and she scratches the guy. And he's like, ow, that hurt. Wow. Uh, is that bleeding? No, no. But still, ow, though. Fuck. And um, that's really funny. And then as they're walking out, the entire time, Peter was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then on their way out, Peter, uh, his tail just like smacks Meg and she goes flying. And I've always thought, because of, I'm weird, I was always like, the town should just like take her hostage. But then the other part of my mind was like, Peter's not going to care. And then um, Adam West is like, look, if Toxic Waste gave these super freaks their powers then toxic waste will do that for me and he goes he's like i'm off to the toxic waste dump and adam west goes running and the whole town's cheering and we see him get there and he gets into toxic waste and rolls around and such 
And then we immediately smash cut to him at the hospital in bed. And um, Doc, uh, old Doc Hartman is like, hey, what were you doing? And he's like, I was trying to get superpowers like the Griffins. He's like, but that's not how that works at all. And then later at the statue that uh, the Griffins told him to build, they told him to build a lifelike statue of Mrs. Garrett from the Facts of Life blah 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 telling Blair that she plagiarized her essay or whatever something like that I'm pretty sure that's what it was I can't believe I remember that right off my head but uh the Griffins are being dicks but then they get word that Mayor West is sick and what happened and they go to him and they apologize and they do nice things for him well, I just feel awful about this, Mayor West. Yeah, me too. Stewie, fluff his pillows. I'll heat up his soup. And I'll go to China to see if there's a cure. Nope. No, no. The doctor says I'm going to make a full recovery. The important thing is you learned your lesson. I can't believe we let those superpowers go to our heads. I feel like such a bastard. Me too. Well, for now, we are going to use our powers to help you get better. Thank you. But as long as I have Mrs. Garrett's giant rack by my bedside, I'll be all right. Girls, girls, girls! <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he forgives them and... <laughs> Uh, Peter's just walking around as a big giant uh, pair of tits and it's really funny and Adam West rules and uh, that's Super Griffins you know given this episode is the viewer fan mail episode I wonder what would I pick you know I really like Dungeons and Dragons I like listening to Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and I, I like playing it as well and I just wonder what would the world be like if it were Ruled by D&D. And that is why I can't trust anybody. I see. Roll for wisdom. Four. Awkward. Peters is looking at a pretty nasty putt here, Jack. That he does, Myth. An uphill lie with a slight northern curve. Downright brutal. He's lining up. Roll for athletics. Twenty! He's done it. What a game. Truly a natural twenty, Pat. All right. I'm wearing a bandana, a fedora, sunglasses, chains, and more bracelets than I can carry. I'm ready to find the hottest chick in this club. Roll for perception. One. Wow, sorry man. I... That really sucks. Um, do you have any, like, inspiration or anything? No, no I don't. Damn, sorry, dude. Well, she's over there at the end of the bar. If, uh, if you decide to go over there, be warned. Her toes are sharp, so, you know, watch that later. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think I might just go, yeah, yeah, that, that might be a good idea. You know, given this episode is the viewer fan mail episode, I wonder what would I pick? 
you know, I really like Dungeons and Dragons. I like listening to a Dungeons and Dragons podcast and I, I like playing it as well. And I just wonder what would the world be like if it were ruled by D&D? And that is why I can't trust anybody. I see. Roll for wisdom. Four. Awkward. Peters is looking at a pretty nasty putt here, Jack. Eddie Desmith, an uphill lie with a slight northern curve, downright brutal. He's lining up. Roll for athletics. Twenty! He's done it. What a game. Truly a natural 20, Pat. All right. I'm wearing a bandana, a fedora, sunglasses, chains, and more bracelets than I can carry. I'm ready to find the hottest chick in this club. Roll for perception. One. Wow. Sorry, man. I... That really sucks. Um... Do you have any, like, inspiration or anything? Nah, no, no, I don't. Damn, sorry, dude. Well, she's over there at the end of the bar. If, uh, if you decide to go over there, be warned. Her toes are sharp, so, you know, watch that later. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think I might just go, yeah, yeah, that, that might be a good idea. And the last part of our viewer fan mail volume one is Little Griffins. It is a Little Rascals uh, reboot. And it's really, it's actually pretty cute because they animated the uh, children, which are just the adults of the show, uh, to be really, really cute. And um, I can't stress enough how cute these children are. Uh, it starts with a remake of the uh, He-Man Women Haters Club. It is the We Hate Brodge Club. And um, Adam West is there for the juice. He just wants you to know that. And um, they're talking about, you know, uh, just the the menace of the female race and such. Not really. And uh, then they discover some news kids, Tom and Diane. And they're like, oh, if we're going to grow up to be news people, we need to get some news. And it's really, really cute. And then we go to school the next day, and um, Peter and Quagmire are acting like buddies. They're being real buddy buddy. They're they're, they're uh, he, Peter's like, "Hey, Quag, watch this." And uh, what happened? Quagmire is playing the alfalfa. I'm pretty sure of this. And then Peter is being the fuck. I can't remember what his name is. I'm gonna say Ralph because that kid's face always said Ralph to me. But Peter says to Quagmire, hey, oh, watch this. And he puts a kick me sign on a girl's back. And the teacher is like, ha ha, kick me. And he kicks a, this girl right in the ass. And it's kind of funny. And then he introduces the new girl in class, Lois. And Peter is in love at first sight. Wow. I'd like to play doctor with her and, and remove her inflamed appendix before it bursts, causing sepsis. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Yeah, she says that she likes courage, and Peter's like, you know, I'm a pretty brave guy. And uh, Quag's like, yeah, I bet you won't laugh at death. And Peter just turns around and starts laughing at death, who's right there. And he's wearing a t-shirt that says, 
um, please smoke. And he's like, oh, yeah, great, because I don't have enough problems fitting in. And that's probably my favorite joke of this whole episode. If I had a sound for it, I would. I'm going to make one. Maybe not this episode, but I'll have one. This is Ian's favorite fucking joke right here when he laughs at death. That's really, really funny. And then Peter's like, well, I bet you won't get, take all your clothes off. And uh, Quagmire already has. He's like, way ahead of you. Ow! And little Quagmire is pretty cute with all of his catchphrases. And then um, they're like, well, I bet you won't sleep at the old Selburn place. And it's just a haunted house. Uh, it's funny because Cleveland's standing in the way of it. He's the little buckwheat, so his hair is standing up. And Peter's like, ah, at Cleveland, you're in the way. And um, and, and then we we see the haunted house, the lightning flashes. And um, then they're like, well, um, no, uh, you won't sleep there. No, you won't sleep there. And so this game of one-upmanship leads to a uh standard your double your standard double haunted house bet uh both of them are going to stay there last one there is the more brave mort is established early in this episode here he's like oh you you guys can't go up there it, it's haunted and and also beyond that there's poor substandard housekeeping you know with all the dust and and, and all the microbes your sinuses will not thank you and uh they're like shut up nerd and he's like oh he's Peter specifically is like, shut up, nerd, with with, with your with your big words and any small, difficult words, which is really funny too. Um, but they all go uh, up to the haunted house and they split up, and uh, Quagmire's team immediately gets scared by Michael Winslow from Police Academy. What was that? Oh, it's just Michael Winslow from Police Academy. <laughs> which is really funny i've always liked uh that part i don't know why michael winslow just doing random noises over and over again just makes me laugh because that's what was funny when i was a kid but um then they both plan to scare each other um and it's really funny because they start doing their signature like laughs and quagmire's doing like all right and uh they just like chop those up it's kind of funny sounding what we ought to do is pretend we're ghosts, see? And then we'll scare the other guys out of the house. Then we can say that we spent the night, and everyone will think that we're the bravest kids in the world. Especially Lois. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Teen Quagmire decides to dress as a ghost. Adam West is in this, and he's being really cute. He's like, oh, this is like when my aunt would play hide the teacup. And, um, Team Peter dresses in a suit of armor and, uh, they try to scare each other. They keep doing the Scooby-Doo thing where they're walking through doors trying to find each other and they just can't. And, uh, then they do and they both scare each other and then they both fall out of their costumes. And then, like, Peter's like, oh, wow, not only a ghost real, but they're in it. It made of children. And, um, then they all see a real ghost. They're like, Peter's like, if, whoa. Well, if I'm here and you're here and Puerto Rico's somewhere around in this area, then who's that? And then they're all like, oh my God, it's a it's a it's a ghost. And they all start running. And uh, then the news kids are there 
uh, as they're running away. The news kids are hiding out in a bush and they see them. And uh, little Tom, he's like, get used to that, Diane. Guy's running away from you. And then Diane's got the sickest fucking comeback. She's like, Tom, you're so far in the closet. You're finding Christmas presents. And that's the sickest fucking burn for like a little kid. I don't know why that's the fucking harshest burn I've ever heard. But um, Peter and Quagmire try to regroup. They're both deciding. They're both at the um, they're both at the clubhouse, and they both decide that they're gonna lie to Lois and say that yeah, we both stay the night, and then we fought the ghost. I caught him with my lasso, yeah, and then I punched him so hard he died, and then uh, they're actually caught up by the news kids who do a really really cute show. Our top story today, cowardly kids lay down rubber at the old Selberg place. Wait, 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 turn that up. Peter Griffin and Glenn Quagmire were seen bolting... Were seen bolting out of the supposedly haunted house after just one half hour, leaving only their pride and twin trails of urine behind them. Ah, oh, cheese and crackers. Now Lois will know everything. Not if I can help it. Ring, ring. Newsroom. Hello, this is Peter Griffin. You better stop saying that stuff or we're going to watch something else. Today on The View, Cooties, the silent killer. And yeah, then it gets changed to The View. Um, Quagmire and Peter to the next day confess to Lois that they both didn't stay there. Uh, and Lois is like, well, you know what? That's okay. I don't care about bravery anymore. And they're both like, you don't? And she's like, no, nah, what I really like is smarts. And then Morty comes out of the bathroom. He's like, I was checking my stool for blood. And then uh, she's like, show him, Morty. And he pulls out a projector and it be projects the ghost from the night before and scares them both. And they go running. And and uh, he's like, they're like, huh, well, let's never let a woman come between us again. And then we get a shot to 30 years in the future. And we see Peter and Quagmire, both virgins, both looking at ticker tapes or uh, ticker tapes looking at their stock portfolios grow and grow and grow and uh they're both virgins peter's like huh thanks to not um being tied down by a woman we've both made another million dollars today oh fantastic well i'm gonna go into the kitchen and fuck a bagel butter's in the fridge and that's really really funny and that's the end of this uh this whole bit and that's the end of this whole episode the credits roll right there And that'll do it for this episode, and that'll do it for us here at Frickin' Sweet. This episode has been absolutely hilarious. This is one of my favorites, uh, and it's special because it's the first time that they've they've uh, uh, done this, the three-part, I like to call them, Trip Titches series. Um, this week's Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. We're going to be doing the Modern Equivalent Edition. The good version is the Super Griffins, where they come back as the Avengers. Uh, Peter is Thor. Uh, Stewie is Iron Man, Brian is Captain America, Meg is the Hulk, Chris is Hawkeye, and Lois as Natalia. I think that would be, I think that's the perfect lineup. Um, and I think, because I think Stewie and Brian would be pretty funny in Civil War. Um, and then the bad version is Little Griffins, because no one wants another Little Rascals remake now. That'd be terrible. Like people back then, it was barely relevant then because the movie had just a, a remake movie of the Little Rascals had just come out, and that like not like super recently, but relatively recently. So that's the only reason this is acceptable. And now it's just absolutely unrelatable. Um, and then 
our ugly version is the no bones about it episode uh no spine ted cruz there you go and that will do it for us here at freaking sweet i've been your host ian thank you guys for listening if you guys want to send us an email you can at freaking sweet family pod at gmail.com or you can go to our page at anchor.fm slash freaking sweet where you can check out our entire backlog all of our special episodes and all of our episodes dating back to the very first episode of season one we've also done a bunch of crossover episodes and a bunch of deep dive episodes including our deep dive into the um man himself seth mcfarland and his college thesis and his pilot uh, but also we've done a deep dive into Stewie Griffin and the Untold Story. We've also got a bunch of Star Wars episodes back there. It's a ton of fun. Check those out. And thank you guys for listening. This episode has been a lot of fun. Uh, this is technically the season finale for season three. However, we do have one episode left. It is our bonus unaired episode, When You Wish Upon a Wine Scene. It was never aired because it was deemed too controversial, but it is nothing is too controversial for this show. I can promise you that. Um, but thank you guys for listening again. That's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. I'm going to put a lot of work into that. And then after that, we're going to get into our off season stuff, which I'm almost even more excited about because I get to pick and choose at some of the best stuff in family guy history. And hopefully we're going to be doing that bracketacular uh, crossover with the family guy, phony cast brothers, this has been so much fun. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.